Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Church Planner Podcast. Before we started today, wanted to tell you about a really special opportunity. Our friends at the Micro Church Conference put on by Brave Future, um, happening April 18th through the 20th in Kansas City. This is for all of you who are wondering what is a new kind of paradigm for missional church planting and church multiplication through smaller expressions of church, what they call rediscovering the smaller way. It's happening April 18th through the 20th. Kansas City is being hosted by Kansas City Underground. It's going to be a great weekend. And they've given us four free registrations to give away. Normally the price is $90, but we will get you into the conference for free. We have four of those. What you can do to enter is go on our Instagram at Church Planter Podcast. And there you'll find um, a, a DM button. Click that DM button. Send us a DM with your email on it and your name and where you serve. So email, name, where you serve, and you'll be entered to win one of four micro church conference registrations. You just get yourself to Kansas City and uh, you can be there and learn a ton from our friends at Brave Futures. Hope you enjoy the show today. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome. <laughs> I'm going to regret this. I'm Pete Mitchell. He's Peyton Jones. And this is the Church Planner Podcast, brought to you by Church Planner Magazine. Church Planner, this is Pete Mitchell. <laughs> Why did God go all country on us? Out the gate. What is this? The Yoko podcast? Hey, y'all. <laughs> Hi, y'all. This is Peyton Jones. <laughs> yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Hey, do you see that photo I posted on Facebook to Ruben? Hey, and by the way, that is no insult to people in the South. I got to tell you, if I could live anywhere in the world to be in the South, I love it, man. All my family's from there. Uh, send all hate mail to Peyton at churchpondermag.com. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, Forrest Gump. Did you see that that Facebook image that I gave to, to Ruben? No. Okay, so I, Ruben's in the consulting oh, training I course. Did. Yeah. I did see that. That was a sad picture. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in the consulting training course for uh, church planners. And so one of the things that I send out to these guys is a huge box with just a ton of stuff in it, just good quality stuff that I sell for about five grand. So I, I just give it all to these guys. I give it to them like after they've been in the thing for three months, otherwise it's, it's too much, right? Cause we go through so much stuff in the very beginning of the program. So I sent that out to all the guys at the beginning of September and he apparently never got it. Like I didn't know he didn't get it. Cause it literally just got returned in the mail to me as unclaimed. <laughs> so it was, oh, wow. It so was, does it go to your PO box? And if you don't go to it in a certain amount of time, it gets sent back. I don't know. He lived in boxes work. Well, he, I sent it to his apartment, his old apartment. Oh. And so typically what happens at, cause I've lived in apartment buildings, right? When you have a big package, they'll like, stick it in a, um, a bigger mailbox slot and they give you a key in your mailbox slot. And then that's how you go get it. So I don't know. However it worked at his, 
he claims he was never notified, right? So I put on there, hey, now I understand why that $2,500 check I sent to Refuge San Pedro never got <laughs> cashed. You know, just because I'm a jerk like that. <laughs> so that was a that was a joke, huh? Well, I thought it was well, true. I went to bed sad. Hey, I was sad for Ruben. It was I'm, like Keanu a sad day. I'm not saying it was. I'm just I'm just leaving it out there. <laughs> and then I opened it up to every other church planner if they would like twenty five hundred dollars to comment in the comments because obviously Ruben's too rich and doesn't need the money. See, but I don't count anymore because. A, I'm not actively planting at the moment, first time in like a decade. And then uh, the other part of that equation is I work for the company. So it's not like I can even benefit off that, right? You work for the man. I do. Well, you well know, that's I'm, you. I'm an employee of the company. So there's, it's not like. There's plenty of other church planners in our little circle of friends. And uh, and then it was funny because then I start getting all these Voxer messages from Ruben. He's like, hey, uh, here's my address. And by the way, no one loves Stanton because <laughs> Stanton, Paul Percy was like, hey, God loves Stanton. We could use some money over here. <laughs> Dude, I love it. It's like uh, dueling, uh, dueling donies. It was ding, 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 ding. That's it was classic. Awesome. And for those of you guys who are like, I don't understand, what's this whole uh, business growth consulting for church planners? It's a program that I take church planners through to show them how to make the big bucks, right? How to suck all the money out of your church. Is that is that wrong? Is that is that bad? <laughs> <laughs> so so no kidding now, right? Um, I was I was hanging out with uh, Matt Fretwell the other day. He flew in, and uh, we were grabbing a cup of coffee. He took an Instagram picture, put it on Instagram, and uh, you know, hey, hanging out with this guy, you know, blah blah blah, strategizing about church planning. And then um, Philip Nation commented on it and said, "Yes, but the real question is, who would win in a cage match?" Nice. I'm just saying that we have spread the cancer. I'm just saying that would actually, I would, I know you're going to disagree, but I got to go with Matt. <laughs> oh, Matt would kill me. <laughs> but see, so you would Matt, never say Matt, that. Matt Every other time message. you go, no, I'm scrappy, man. I'm a small guy and I just used to fight and I'm going to do it. Hey, you know, that, that's short man syndrome talking, Pete. Come on. Well, it always just, talks. Humor when, me. Whenever we go here, it always comes through. But you have to humor me. Look how short I am. Like, give me something. Just let me smack talk. That's it. <laughs> humor me. Just wink and, yeah, you're tough, Peyton. You throw me a bone every once in a while, and then I don't growl as much. That's all. So here's the deal is, is he sends me a text right after and goes, uh, by the way, b before you answer anything, I, I should probably tell you about my, my street fighting days in, in New York. You know, I'm just saying, I, if it happened, it, it probably wouldn't go down well for you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh was that you know, philip or matt who said that philip or matt who said that oh it was matt yeah no, i totally take phil <laughs> i don't know he'd liver kick you that's all oh, I'm dude no that's just talk man he wears a suit and tie everywhere he goes i would kill that guy i got a liver just kick saying you. Phil nation i'm coming for you i need to make that into a set oh well, that's right he didn't i didn't record that one. Oh, if that if only yeah. I'm going to liver kick you that in just the way he said it. He had like a, cause when you look at a picture of Philip nation, it's kind of like Stephen Colbert. You just, you're like, Oh no, dude's not. I tough. think you ought to say it, what you really said. 
would I would I really no. <laughs> <laughs> I every time you said that I can't help but look at him and think that. Yeah. You yeah, know no, he'll you, never come on the show again. You know you, you guys know that we You are Pete not I, the first person. Guests on. Our guests don't know this, but Pete and I often are having side conversations on text chat while we're interviewing. And 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 some of it is, you know, like we might be like, "Oh man, like Gosh, so, I can't say anything about it because some of them are so funny, and and it's just things. Maybe the guy reminds us of a of a show, or um, it's nothing mean. It's just it's just Pete and I entertain ourselves. If that's not obvious, by well, now, we're usually you trying to figure out this podcast. We're usually trying to figure out where we're going next in our conversation. <laughs> that's normally, yeah. I mean, it's normally. Will you ask him this then? No, yeah, I'm because not here's the thing, like. You gotta understand. I don't know who any of these guys are, and Peyton's like a fanboy of every one of them. And and Peyton will tell me like the night before. Oh, by the way, this is his book. I just read it in five minutes, and I'm like, well, great, that's awesome. So again, I'm just gonna sit here like a bump on a log, going, "Hey, uh, great book." <laughs> I have no idea what it's about. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. But anyway, back to my original statement that I was heading down. What are you reading, dude? I can tell you're reading something. Um, I'm reading a, uh, article that I'm about to share right now. I think you should really pay attention to the podcast and get off of Facebook. I'm not on Facebook. I want to read. This is from Fox news. Okay. Well, hold on. It, Let me finish my oh, story. I'm going to finish this is it. my smack talk. I don't care. This is my smack talk. I started my smack talk right. first. Well, don't interrupt your own story, bass. And what I'm reading, I'm, I'm prepping up the next I thing, could tell buddy. you weren't paying attention to anything I was saying. <laughs> I can <laughs> tell so these things. True. I'm a multitasker. The things I'm we think a, and do not I'm say. I'm a short cage fighting multitasker, Pete. So anyway, the guys who are in the business growth consulting, we've got a, a thing called a Voxer chat. If you don't use Voxer, it's an app for your iPhone or Android or your computer. And it allows us to um, basically carry on our conversation all day long. So someone might leave a question. Hey, I got this scenario. What do I do in this? I might be able to respond or we can text in or we can put pictures in. I mean, think of it as like Facebook, but just like our own private little thing that, that we all do together. So, so we like threw out the carrot that, that they might be able to get some of their sound clips on the podcast and they just started leaving some great sound clips. Can I play a couple of them? Oh, please do. They're hilarious. Here's, here's one of my personal favorites. Pete Mitchell loves you and has a plan for your bank account. <laughs> Come on. Come on. That's just great. <laughs> or or this was another one from our good friend Tyrone. Repeat after me. Mi dragon come mis chantas. My dragon ate my sandals. <laughs> Mi dragon is muy rapido. Oh, that's an oldie but a goodie. This reminds me of the time Pete Mitchell came to me in a dream. <laughs> That's my favorite right there. <laughs> Here's here was two classic ones from Dan uh, regarding our good our good friend and co-host Peyton Jones. I read Peyton Jones more than I read Francis Chan. <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> <laughs> or or one more. Recently, I stopped memorizing scripture and started memorizing passages of Church Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Judging. Oh. Judging. Oh. 
Or or here's another classic. One time my band played a gig and we had more people in the band than in the venue. To which Travis responded. But as a church planner, I hope we're not the only ones who have had the worship team be bigger than the congregation many times as the service starts. I, I love how he has to throw in there at the end as the service starts. Yo, you know, you got to say face. I mean, you can't, you know. Yeah, that, that could have happened to me once. But, you know, I heard about this. I have this friend. Or, of course, one of my favorites was uh, from Travis. Obviously, longtime listener of the podcast, because this is what he had to say. You are going to rename it, though, right? The Jump School Podcast? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no joke now. I, I, was, I was talking with my wife. I met with church planting legend Bob Logan. And he was asking a little bit about. I would um, just go by the name Logan. I'd want everyone to think I was Wolverine. Yeah, like, just call me Logan. Yeah, and then you'd have to like, you'd have to like, just take off and like jam from a conversation. And did people are like, see, "What did you, did you just do?" Trailer? And you'd be like, "That was Logan's run." Did you see the new? <laughs> 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 did you see the new trailer for Logan? The new Wolverine. No, movie? I did not. Oh, you got to watch it. It's pretty good. Oh, wait. Yeah, I did. Old man Logan. It, yeah. He's kind of, yeah. And a little chick, a little Wolverine yeah. chick with him. Yeah. Yeah. He's all, you know, it actually looked kind of soap opera-ish to me. I know everyone's talking about how awesome it I'm like, it looks like he gets his feelings hurt a lot in this. I, I like an angry Wolverine. I thought he should have had white hair. Like if you're trying to show him all grizzled up, how can he still have that dark a hair and all the scars? Cause this whole thing was he healed yeah, all the time. So that's obviously true. he's getting older and his, Healing is not as good anymore, but he should it's have It's funny you hair. say this, because I was thinking, there are certain movies Andrea will not watch, like... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's on another page in the sound, <laughs> the sound board. <laughs> but, but, you know, oh, Andrea's out of town. California, stay away from here. Stay away from here now. Don't, don't, don't come in here. Don't, don't, don't come in here. Stay away. John Doe has the upper hand. That's my favorite line. John Doe has the upper hand. So, so if you're new to the podcast, just so you know, about 30 minutes in, we get into talking about church one. It's called Smack Doc. But we should point that out, Pete. We never point that out. But here's the deal. Um, so uh, she's out of town. She's at a writer's yeah, conference. Usually about 50 minutes in, we get to the uh, church planning information. Yeah, and we have 10 minutes left. So, so Henry goes out of town. First off, what's funny is my daughter is like, she gets nervous. Mom, be sure to tell dad. Boom, boom, boom. Be sure to tell dad. Boom, boom, boom. I, I got this party on Sunday. Be sure to tell dad. Boom, boom, boom. So it, it's all these things, like all these anxieties start coming out in my daughter. And so my wife tells me all the things that my daughter has, you know, she's seven. And, and she already knows, man, like when the monkeys run the zoo, watch out. But, you know, it, it, they're good things. You know, we get a lot of seized candy and, and junk food and, um, you know, we have fun. But. The the reality is I start taking through mentally, what are the movies I never get to watch, but I really like. So I, it'll be like Dude Fest in my house. You know, it'll be like the Lola Palooza of like stupid cool films, right? So I'm already queuing up like V for Vendetta, because Andrea hates that film and I love it. And oddly, with this political landscape, it it just seems apropos, shall we say. <laughs> and uh so, anyways. So, yeah, that, I, I was thinking maybe I should catch up on some of these Wolverine movies I never saw. You know, I can honestly tell you uh, the last – I don't know if it was the last Wolverine movie. It was the one where he's in 
Japan or whatever, and they take away his adamantium. And not very good. Oh my gosh, it was horrible. Like it's one of the few that I'm like, I don't want to own it. That and Ooh. actually Apocalypse. I thought Apocalypse was stupid. Oh really? It looked stupid. The guy, the bad guy, looked just completely lame. Like he looked like something out of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Just some he dude looked with lame. Makeup on. The storyline was stupid, and a, a personal thing for me. I really don't like it when you like claim to be the God of the Bible, right? When oh, is like, that what he is? Yeah. Well, I mean, he always travels around with four other mutants and they're like, oh, four horsemen of the apocalypse. So he gets that from the Bible or the Bible got it from him. And they go, it was kind of cool when the Hulk, though, became uh, war. He became one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. He? That was kind of cool. Yeah. So so here's a deal, right? Like this. So, okay. All you Hollywood directors out there that listen to our podcast, just take note. Um, don't make a movie. About <laughs> all of it. you. <laughs> all of you. I want all of you to stop making films for a second and listen to me. Um, don't make a movie about a superhero and then have the whole movie be about him not being that superhero. Like, you know, um, maybe Judge Dredd comes to mind. In the law. Right now, Stallone could have pulled off an awesome Judge Dredd movie, except five minutes in, they take his helmet off, make him not Judge Dredd anymore. So he doesn't get his motorcycle. He doesn't have the lawgiver. He doesn't have any of that cool stuff. And uh, pretty much the rest of the movie is not Judge Dredd. I, I got to admit. And it flops. I kind of like the Judge Dredd movies, both of them. Now, well, the ABC. Okay. okay I didn't so like them enough. Up. To buy them, <laughs> mind you. There was one thing that brought the Stallone movie back from the, the edge. Mox Van Cedow, that was one. He was in it. He was cool. Okay. Number two, the ABC Warbot. That redeemed that entire movie. Seeing the ABC Warbot. Go have, back or I, just Google ABC Warbot from Judge Dredd. Oh. You liked it, huh? Oh, dude, that was like my Java. Oh, oh, oh. I used to have more friends before I got into church planting. <laughs> you have to hear my smack talk today, okay? Let's hear so, it. All right, so for my smack talk, I used to have talk, more friends before I got, I got into church planting. Texas. <laughs> what are you doing? I used to have more friends before I got into church planting. Oh, so true. So I, just, I got an ad Whenever here. we this have to restart, talk. I think whenever we have to restart the podcast, we should just let everyone know that there was something we had to cut <laughs> by playing this soundbite. I used to have more friends before I got into church planting. I'm just saying, I think that's what we should do. I, I the, It's done. Consider that done. <laughs> yes. And and what is it with us, Pete, where we're having to edit ourselves more and more? Well, I just want you to note that it wasn't me that needed <laughs> to be edited. <laughs> okay, so what's happening to me? Because it is me nowadays. It so here's the deal. Texas Church's anti-craft beer ad backfires this is an article in fox news and i don't know how i got i think i saw it on facebook and someone was laughing at it but it is one of the best examples of marketing i've ever seen basically what happened was a church in texas put out an ad in the paper where they said we stand against booze you know they put their church name and then we stand against booze and then it was craft beers the devil's craft so there's this restaurant and it's called the Imperial Tap Room, and they basically opened up a restaurant, but they got a brew house attached to it. So what they did is when the church put this ad in the paper, this is how it read. 
Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And then it goes on to say, Jesus never drank booze. He drank the fruit of the vine. There's this whole thing about, and then it says, grape juice. And then it says, Matthew 26, 29. As if you read that scripture, it's going to tell you, it's going to be like a proof text that he was drinking grape juice. Um, I don't know if they know this, but wine comes from grapes. You think we should tell him, Pete? I, I don't know if they know this, but um, he definitely turned water into wine. And I can tell you from personal experience. Grape juice. You take a drunk guy and give him non-alcoholic anything, and he is upset and ticked. He does not say, wow, this is the best grape juice I've ever had. Just <laughs> We were drinking cruddy wine before, but man, you have turned us on to a new thing, grape juice. But but here's the deal, right? Um, so it says, the disciples never drank booze. And then it starts telling you, it, more proof text, by the way. Um, then it goes on to tell you how this guy drank booze and he lost a war. This guy drank booze and he died from a coma in the Bible. And there's all these things. And it's like, oh, they drank booze. That must have been what lost the war, killed them, um, on and on. So uh, what was funny is uh, it, it, the, the Imperial Tap Room responds by making a Facebook ad. And on their Facebook ad, it says, we're offering a dollar off your bill at Imperial Tap Room in exchange for this Devil's Craft coupon that was printed in the Canyon News on Sunday. The business posted with a picture of the church's ad. We'll give you a dollar off for each one you bring in, so feel free to bring multiple. Come enjoy some devilishly tasty craft beer and or wine. That's grape juice with booze in it. With us. We'll see you all there at the tap room. Cheers. And then, so anyways, this thing has been shared like crazy. And the article concludes by saying, looks like the tap room will be busy serving discounted beers until old copies of the Canyon Times runs out. (laughs) <laughs> it, honestly, it's such a good marketing play, and almost every business owner would never see that. Half of me wonders, did they actually run the ad themselves in an attempt to create the controversy that they could then market off of and, and benefit from? So, See, now you're thinking like an American politician. I, well, because I'm looking at that going... There have been times when I've literally run ads knowing they wouldn't be approved. So I could then say, you know, see the ad that was banned or, you know, the L.A. Times wouldn't let us run this ad. Come over (laughs) here and check it out. I remember once we were at a conference and we got kicked out of doing something and you, you were like, we totally need to run. See why Church Planner Magazine got kicked out of blank, blank, blank. And it was it was it was a thing of beauty. I have a long-standing, uh, I don't even know the word for it with that particular denomination. That's all I'm saying. I just, I look at that denomination and they just get me all riled up. All riled yeah. up. Yeah, I remember you walking out going, we're going to burn this place down. <laughs> Calm down, ding, diddly, ding, diddly. Dude, that was, that was so funny. We had the, uh, the Band of Brothers call this last week. And that's for people who are in our jump school. And so um, one of the guys on there had a question because he's, Uh, Going through just the hurt with his sending church, right? Which happens a lot. Mm. And um, and then I loved how you give like this great, you know, graceful response. Here's how you deal with this with the sending church. You don't want to upset them. (laughs) And then you go, uh, but Pete, you know, he might have a different uh, opinion because he's a a business owner. Pete, what's your thoughts? And I go, rape and pillage. (laughs) That's when I go into rape and pillage mode. Okay, you've now wronged me. 
You I want to destroy me. your business. You're, you're gone. You're gone. I'm running Facebook ads you're to everyone to in me. your congregation. I'm <laughs> I'm stealing everybody. <laughs> you're dead. You're gone. Uh, oh, it's funny. Yeah, because uh, yeah, that was a tough one, man. I I, I think it was so funny though because. I was like, yeah, I'm asking him questions and I go, yeah. And he goes, uh oh, I, I don't normally hear you talk like that, Peyton. He goes, so this pause and yeah is kind of telling me I'm pretty screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I freaked him out because I didn't have a ready answer. But I was just feeling the weight of it. Like, well, he's got kids. You freaked and, him out because it was right when, he, when you asked the question, and you go, well, how far away from your church planet is it? And he's like, 20 miles. And you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> That's uh-huh. part of the reason right there. I think I'm beginning to understand. Yeah. Someone there is afraid you're going to take everyone over to your church. Yeah. Yeah. Forget that kingdom mindedness stuff. That's way overrated. So, hey, we, we should probably get into our topic today. We probably should. But, you know, before we do that, let me ask you a little something, something, Peyton. If you <laughs> were like Ruben Young and... You needed to find a way to get some online giving because you don't get your mail delivered to you and you don't get these uh, uh, magical checks that are being dished out to your church plant. What would you recommend? Is there some sort of online or text-based giving platform you would use? Absolutely, Pete. I would just, rather than finding someone to go to the mailbox for me, that's too much trouble. That's so 1990. Oh, absolutely. I mean, what are we talking like? The Pony Express? We're going to buy a horse and ride down to the to the mailbox and pick it up like my grandpa? What? Or, <laughs> or are we going to start using something I like to call MoGive? And how do you spell MoGive if I were to look for this on the internet? Well, you just saved yourself a world of hurt by asking that question, Pete. Because <laughs> it's not M-O-G-I-V-E. It's M-O-G-I-V. No E. But don't write the no e part. Don't type that. Just M-O-G-I-V dot com. <laughs> I wonder if they listen to our commercials and go, we're such idiots for not getting the full <laughs> word. Why didn't you splash out for the extra vowel, Chuck? <laughs> Do you know how Walmart got its name? No. Because when they did the, the math, they're like, well, if we call it Walton Supermarket or something like that, it's going to cost too much. So let's shorten it down to Walmart. And they figured it would save them like tens of thousands of dollars in the, the signage. Wow. So maybe MoGiv thought, hey, you know, the E on the end of MoGiv, it's going to save us so much money if we can just take that off. So maybe that's why they did it. They might have thought that people were going to think it was MoJav. Because the G can be soft. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm like literally in my head. I'm like trying to imagine the word. Like, MoJav. Huh? Actually, I, Mojive. Maybe that's what we should start. Mojive and compete against them. <laughs> hey, you've all heard of Mo Give, but you all know they don't have an E. How about putting some jive into your giving? Mojive, Mojive. It's a way to put some jive into your church. How's that? <laughs> I like it. I like it. I think that's what we should do. Absolutely. All right. So uh, let's hear it from a little Doc Brown. Great, Scott. It's time for this week's topic. So what is this week's topic? It's the question we got sent in. We got a call. Okay, here's the deal, and I love this fact. Um, Back in the day, we used to give everyone a phone number that you could call in and leave us a message. (laughs) 
which is still up and running, but we stopped giving it to you guys because, frankly, you stopped calling us. You never call, you never write. And it, it really hurt our, our our feelings. But we got a guy who's been on a tear and is like, and I really feel for the dude. He's literally, he's like, I listened to 90 of your 200 episodes this last month. And I'm like, wow, that is, <laughs> you're either going to kill somebody or um, I don't even know where to go with that. But, uh, but it anyway. was just so funny because I'm like, hey, we got to get, you're like, yeah, he's listening to old episodes. <laughs> Hey, call us in with your question, which, by the way, is not a bad thing. If you guys still want to call in with your question. I got to um, look up the phone that, number. I don't even helpful. remember it anymore. I, uh, I, I, you I, had it recorded. You played it for me at the beginning. No, no. I have the audio. Okay, I don't have the phone it. number to tell everyone to call in. Oh. I don't oh. remember what it was. But Ask him. He knows. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, here's, here's today's question. Hey, Pete and Peyton. My name is Eli, and I'm a church planner here out in Maryland. And I just wanted to say, first of all, I really appreciate you guys. Um, I've been listening to um, hours and hours of your podcasts uh, for this past month. I think I probably listened to maybe 90 of them out of the 200 now. So I'm just really learning a lot and um, really connecting with you guys in the spirit of um, how God is using you guys and speaking through you guys. Um, I had a question. Um, I know you guys are all about frontline church planning. And one of the things I'm struggling with right now before we officially plant is do we plant um, in the inner city or do we plant in the suburbs? Um, because there's this suburb area that we are uh, li- living in that um, is growing um, and there's not a strong gospel presence. Um, 2,000 homes are being built. Um, it's about 10,000 people right now, so um, we're praying about that. And I know front lines, uh, church planning um, is, is important to you guys, but do you guys ever, um, have you guys ever experienced or trained people to do front line in the suburbs? And what does that look like? And is that even front line to you guys? Um, so we'd love to hear your thoughts and your wisdom on that. Thank you so much. Uh, praying for you guys. God bless. So to answer your question, no. Next question. (laughs) So Peyton, what are your thoughts? What, what did you get is kind of like the boil down. What do you think he's really asking there? Where should he plant? Should he focus on the inner city for where he's at? Or should he be focused on the suburb area? Probably where he lives. And I'll tell you, I'll, t- I'll give you my, I'll give you my two cents on this. Yeah. You got to go where God calls you to go. And some people he calls to uh, the suburbs and some people he calls to the inner city. Now, most people don't like going to the inner city. So they like to say that they were called to, you know, the suburbs or whatever. But I, you know, I honestly, I look at Rick Warren as a great example. He was not called to the inner city. Now, he's going to the inner city from Saddleback, right? Because they've got church plants everywhere, and their front lines all over the plant place. But originally, I mean, and even today, Saddleback, where it's at, it's in a suburb. It's in a nice part of town. It's not, you know, it's not in the ghetto by any means. Yeah, I, I think that if you're going into the inner city, um, you really need to know the inner city. So I would, I would personally say to you, if you've not spent time in the inner city 
and you haven't gotten to know the rhythm and the pulse of urban life, um, it, it might be worth you getting to know that first and making that determination. So I don't know what your, your timeline is for planting, but what I can say is that if you're going to be um, moving to a city or you've lived in a city. So for example, if I, if I moved, I, I grew up in Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach is just on the south side of the Los Angeles border. Um, literally, you cross over, um, you know, there's Seal Beach, and then you hit Long Beach, which is, Seal Beach is like a splinter. It's barely even a speck. Um, so Huntington Beach is pretty massive. So I would say it's the last city before the L.A. border. Um, so if I were to cross over that border, it literally, like, everything changes. We've talked about this before, that everything goes from being Republican to Democrat um, on political persuasion. Um, it goes from, you know, middle class to lower economic. I mean, there are high, you know, there's upper, upper you know, uh, economic status as well. But um, the, the reality is that it, it takes a cultural shift on the part of the planter. It takes a cultural shift on the part of the individual just to move there. So in answer to your question, I think it depends. What do you know? You know, who are you? What have you grown up with? What is your culture? And, and so I would never say to somebody, just parachute into an urban context and plant because what you tend to do is you tend to bring your, um, your culture with you and try to inject it onto the city, get to know the city, get to love the city, feel the city, breathe the city, go with the city's rhythms, learn its boundaries, learn what people live for there, what they're afraid of, what their dreams are, what they consider success, what they're living for. Go and learn that city. If, if I'm a missiologist, I talk about exegeting the city, um, that's an academic term. Basically, just live there as a missionary and observe it. If if you go back to the scripture, you look at, um, uh, what do you call it, um, Nehemiah. When he goes to Jerusalem, he's grown up in Babylon. He's the cupbearer to the king. So he's lived in upper class Babylonian society. So for him... To suddenly go, and they they were paupers. I mean, they were peasants. They were refugees holed up in Jerusalem. They were just barely eking out a surviving existence there um, in Jerusalem. So he returns there, and he's like, hey, we're going to rebuild this whole civilization. But the night he gets there, he doesn't go, right, everybody, gather around. Here's my plan. He gathers around, and he says— all right, guys, here's the deal. Um, I'll, I'll speak with you tomorrow. And then he rides around the city and he gets to know it. So as that happens, he goes and it says that he examines the walls. He rides all around the city examining the walls, you know, and then he comes to, together after he's assessed it, he's examined it. He's made, he's gotten to know what's in front of him. And so I would say in, in one sense, Eli, which by the way is a cool name just because of the book of Eli. Hey, that could be one of the movies I'll watch tonight. Although Andrew does like that one. 
So I, I don't know. I, would I, I be wasting a, a I was, slot? I wasn't crazy about that, but that movie. <clears throat> you didn't like Book Eli? I, I, he was not blind throughout the whole movie, but then at the end, he is. Come on, he's blind the whole time. No, he's not. Rewatch he it. He's I not would, blind. He absolutely you rewatch it. Okay, church planners, look, we have a little thing here. Um, can't say you agree with Pete. That's just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Go on our Facebook page and tell us, in your opinion, was Eli blind? Because I maintain he's always blind. He's born blind, but God gives him supernatural sight. That's the whole point of the movie. And when agree. the bad guys come, they, they, they do something that takes it from him. I have to agree with Pete. No. Say my name. Anyway. I think you missed the whole fact that he's blind. That Bible he has is Braille. He's blind the whole time. I realize it's Braille, but he's not blind throughout the movie. <laughs> he is, dude. He's God, not. He can God see just him. fine. He can't. He he can see like Daredevil can't, but it's spiritual. So, but anyways, moving on back to church planning. Sorry, Eli. Hey, it's your fault, Eli. You have the cool name. So here's the deal. We, uh, we, <laughs> we ended up, um, you know, where was I going? I have no idea. I stopped listening to you about half hour ago. Yeah. See, and then you get mad if I'm like prepping my article. Come on. me. That's a spicy meat board. <laughs> so here's the deal. Um, I would almost say, Eli, I don't know what your time is. I don't know when you're going to plant, but I would say if the middle-class neighborhood is where you're at, um, and that's kind of, you want to reach people like you, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, let's, let's back up. You know, right now we hear a lot of people saying, sure, you're just going to keep reaching people like you. You That's not bad. I mean, Paul started reaching people like him. The first place he went on his missionary journey was back to Turkey, which is where he's from, reaching people like him. Um, the first missionary journey, Paul goes to Turkey with Barnabas and Cyprus. So those two places, Barnabas was from Cyprus, and Turkey was where Paul was from. So they they went to their own people, and you know that it's a great way to learn church planning when you don't have to take all the other uh, cultural shift on too. Church planning is enough of a shift to begin with. So the fact that that you know you're even having this question, I almost wonder. Um, perhaps get started, and then if it's me now, um, it, some of you know that I founded a, a network years ago called New Breed, which was all about going to people who the church never goes to, and that's been a passion of mine. Right, going to. Um, we always say, you know, if you want to reach the ones no one's reaching, go where nobody's going. And do what nobody's doing. And that's a challenge to the church, which tends to follow middle-class trajectories. We go where the money is. So if you see a bunch of houses being built, you go, oh, that, that's a new part of the community that needs a church. Surely it needs a church. But why do we always go there? Why don't we go where churches fold or leave or shrink? Right? That, that maybe those are the areas that that really need a gospel witness. And those tend to be there is a town that that have the greatest need. So anyways, that said, um, all I'm saying is if you followed Paul's model, you go to your own people first. You learn the ropes there. But if you continue to follow Paul's model, 
then you launch out of that church. So this is this is kind of my model, which is I don't want to stay in that area. Um, sometimes it, it's funny I say that, but God's held me twice in two places so that I could uh, become a multiplication um, sender. And so that's it. But anyways, I do want to say to you that, um, you know, perhaps you plant in one and then you establish leadership and kind of true to the first century, you plant out. And then during that time, you're getting to know the urban context of your city and you start generating a small group within your church plant that, you know, where you're discipling people to go there and you're doing field trips and you're, you're, you're going on mission with this core team really is what it is. We call it a small group, but it's a missional, uh, it's a missional small group. It's a intentionally missional urban, uh, urbanly missional, uh, small group. That's going to become a core team for your next church plant. Cause you're going to plant out. So meanwhile, you're reproducing leaders to stay, and you're reproducing leaders to go. And if you want to know, that is the New Testament model. And, uh, you know, nothing wrong with staying. Um, so if, if God calls you to stay, great. You might raise someone else up who penetrates deeply. So, for example, like Reuben, we talked about at the beginning of the podcast. Reuben went to the projects in San Pedro. That is pretty radical. I mean, that is that is a dark, dark hole. And Reuben went down it. So, Yeah. Does that kind of answer the question? Yeah, I think it does. I think my answer was better though, but you know. Yeah, whatever. yeah, I should have just no. That was that was his. I think you should so. have just said, "You know what? I'm going to leave that one to Pete and uh and go from there." Yeah, so uh Pete 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 said it best. Hey, you know you're going to snatch that now, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, think Oh wait, we got another ad. Oh, you're right. We do, don't we? Oh, like they say in Liverpool. You know what they say? They go, oh, they do do, don't they do? Welcome, you are. This week's episode of the Church Planter Podcast is brought to you by... John Doe has the upper hand. (laughs) (laughs) That was for you, Andrea. (laughs) What is this week's sponsor, Pete? This week's sponsor, which is different from last week's sponsor or the week before that... Oh, no, actually, it's the same one. SimplifyChurch.com. SimplifyChurch.com. You know what would they, they do, do for you, Pete? They make your church actually simpler. Yeah, they pretty much take out of your hands things like tax compliances and uh, payroll and stuff like that, stuff you don't want to think about. I, um, I got a new slogan for them. When you don't want to go to jail, SimplifyChurch.com. Nice, uh-huh. nice. I get emails from people all the time, their competitors saying, read about the pastor who had to pay $85,000 because he was the responsible party. This could be you. Do you see that? Join us. Do you, do you actually hmm? get those? I get those. Nice. I do. Nice. Yeah. See, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I need to give old Josh a call here. Well, no, I we've talked about that. In fact, he was going to put together a... a a downloadable report, something about like how to make sure the IRS doesn't arrest you and send you to jail or something like that. Nice. And he's like, nice. Oh, I'm still working on it. We've been talking about it for like a year. Oh, I'm still working on it. So he, he doesn't have it done yet. Well, you, you can get in trouble and there are things that you can miss. They can lead to the last fine I saw 
for something being late was $3,000. Really? Yep. Absolutely. I know most church plants don't have 3000 just sitting around. That's it. So try not to ignore our ad. Try to call simplifychurch.com and get your butt out of jail. <laughs> there's a there's a bail bonds lady by our house uh, <laughs> called Lipstick Bail Bonds and it says kiss jail goodbye. <laughs> That's like Oh nice. <laughs> You know, you know, she was she was sitting in her bed one day thinking about it. She's like, "I'm brilliant." I bet you anything. She is like <laughs> one of the most burly women you ever met. I bet you she is like everything's pink and fluffy, and you know, there's plenty <laughs> of people going, "Oh, I'm gonna go to lipstick bail bond." I bet you it's just an army of like the most. It's probably a dude. It could be. That was actually my other thought. I was like, it could be a, a dude. And if it's not a dude, it's probably, you know, tell them Large Marge sent you, like Large from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. That was so great. <laughs> that was so great. Okay, so no joke now. I'm actually contemplating showing the girls. I saw that, that Pee Wee's Big Adventure is on Netflix now. Oh, is it really? I didn't and know I'm that. And I'm seriously co- contemplating showing Liberty that movie because she did watch the new one, the new one, the new Pee Wee Herman movie which isn't very good i don't recommend it was uh on netflix and she watched it and she was just her her mouth was literally hanging open she couldn't take her eyes off it she'd never seen something like peewee and uh so i think i think it's time i think it's time to show her the real peewee herman i still remember seeing uh peewee's big top adventure or whatever in the movie theater i never saw big top peewee oh yeah I did. I think that was I did the first see all the one. Ernest movies though. Ernest scared stupid. I, Ernest saves Christmas. I, I did actually. <laughs> uh, we had one of those free preview weekends that you get from the uh, satellite company for like HBO or whatever it was. And so when that happens, you can you can actually download all the pay movies and their TV shows for free on the on demand, and it holds them for thirty days. And I admit, I downloaded all the Ernest uh, Scared Stupid, Ernest Goes to... I, I downloaded all those. From Ernest movies. Scared Stupid is funny. Yeah. That is a funny movie. How about Ernest Goes to Camp? That was a funny one. I think That's that was, like, pretty his good, first too. One. Yeah. Yeah. That that has to be his best, I think. That was I think the first was one, first. right? Yeah. I think that's why. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, guys, simplifychurch.com. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Close yeah, them hey, out. Hey, just remember, if you're out there and you're a sponsor and you want your... Uh, Ministry to be sponsored. We are pretty much the worst sponsors ever, but we'll do it for you. But we are the best show in town. <laughs> Might be the only one. And one once upon a time, we were the only weekly podcast. We actually have won awards for being the best uh, podcast for church planners. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I believe it was given out by a company called Big Guns Marketing. They uh, actually gave out that award. <laughs> that's nice pete i'm can, really glad to hear that yeah yeah i'm just yeah. i'm just saying yeah i i think new breed church planning was thinking about doing the same didn't you get my email yes i did yeah that's where that <laughs> idea came from that's so good i actually think we ought to do that so hey um guys this has been peyton and pete uh i don't want to say i almost said your last name but that makes it sound like we're a couple and we're not we're not married. That's illegal. That would be Pete and Peyton Jones. And no, it's not illegal. Not oh, anymore. Right. That that is true. That's for, I forgot what state I was in. It's it's forbidden. It's illegal in thirty two states. 
Wait, what? That, that what was that movie? That was a John Candy movie. That's a mighty big gun you got there. It's only legal in two states, and this isn't <laughs> one of them. What was the name of that movie? Oh, he was a security I have guard. No idea. You remember? Oh, was, isn't it Uncle Buck? No, no, he was a security guard, and uh, I don't. Oh, John Candy. Hmm. John I, Candy. I miss him. Miss him. Yeah. All right, I'll get there, guys. This has been the Church Planner Podcast. Peyton Jones, Pete Mitchell, reminding you of something important. If you want to reach the ones nobody's reaching, you need to go where nobody's going. And dang it, if you're there, why don't you do something that no one else is doing? Mm. Thanks for joining us for another weekly episode of the Church Planner Podcast with Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones. We'd love to hear your comments on this episode of the Church Planner Podcast. Visit us online and let us know what you thought at churchplannerpodcast.com. If you subscribe to us via iTunes and have enjoyed the podcast, leave us a positive review. The more positive reviews we receive in iTunes, the more iTunes will promote us to other church planners who would benefit from this show. This podcast is brought to you by the Church Planner Magazine, which is available in the iTunes newsstand or online via churchplannermagazine.com. Thank you.